Well, hello and welcome back to the Imperfect Pursuit Podcast. My name is Sarah and I'm so excited that you're tuning in today. In today's episode, I had the joy of interviewing Sarah Hoga, who is the founder of Arise Here. Sarah started her wedding and event planning company, Grand Occasions, in 2014, and she transitioned in 2020 to start Arise Here. After attending a conference for entrepreneurs that wasn't her cup of tea, Sarah planned the Arise Conference for faith-filled women who are running a business and want to learn from expert powerhouse speakers on how to align your business with the Lord's plan and make bank doing it. Sarah then started the Arise Here podcast, where she interviews women about their entrepreneurial journeys. And in November of 2020, she founded the Arise Here community, a place for faith-based female entrepreneurs to grow their businesses together. Sarah is all about doing the dang thing and wants you to be too. We have such a good conversation. I asked Sarah about the lessons that she learned in her six years of business, and she shares some really profound advice that I personally felt really encouraged by. We also have a really beautiful conversation all around having faith in our businesses and trusting God with our businesses, which I loved delving into. And Sarah also shares some amazing advice for women who are feeling a little bit stuck if they're considering pivoting. She also speaks into that situation really beautifully and shares some really great advice there too. So it's a really wonderful conversation and a lot of the conversation is kind of based around faith. Even if that's not really your thing, I still think you would get some really wonderful nuggets out of our conversation, but I thought it would be appropriate to preface this episode by letting you know that a lot of the conversation does revolve around faith in business. So it's a really great interview and I'm excited for you guys to tune in. Hey, welcome to the Imperfect Pursuit Podcast. My name is Sarah Luthi and I love all things marketing, money, mindset, and helping creative entrepreneurs pursue their purpose. Nothing in life or business is perfect, but I believe in the power of taking imperfect action and showing up with grace, authenticity, and intentionality. So if you're ready to imperfectly pursue your biggest goals and build a life and business you love, there is a place for you here. Oh, I'm so excited to interview you today and hear all about your business journey. I really wanted to ask you questions before I hit record, but I thought, okay, no, I better hit record so that our listeners can hear as well. <laughs> That's so kind. Usually I'm on the other end of this and I'm the one asking the questions yeah. uh, and I bring people on my podcast. So I'm like excited and just a teensy bit nervous, uh, but very ready. <laughs> no, I'm super excited to dive in. Okay. Well, to kick us off, do you just want to briefly share a little bit about your journey with business? Tell us about your story, how you got started and what do you do now? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I actually started my own business in the wedding industry, which I don't know if you knew that about me because I know you're yeah, a florist. I did, I did do a little bit of stalking. So oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I sent you my bio, so obviously. Okay. So I, in 2014, started um, my own wedding planning business with one of my dearest friends, Monica. Mm -hmm. And um, it wasn't like ever my full-time gig, but it was definitely a side hustle for many, many moons. Um, for five years, we just really hustled and served couples well. Um, and it was all kind of born out of, we just didn't love, well, I, I should say I was in other aspects of the wedding industry and worked at like a bridal shop and a tuxedo shop and a wedding venue. And I just, I had bad experiences of like how brides were treated in the industry and how weddings just weren't um, prioritized. And I don't know, it just got very salesy. So I got excited to start my own thing and to do it right and to serve couples well and hustle. Um, and so 
we did a lot of that. And then um, 2020 was going to be my year because uh, Monica and I, we were like co-owners and she had kind of found a different career path and was like excited to go her own way. And I was so pumped to take grand occasions on. Um, I had just gotten married and I was like, you know, my husband and I talked about, okay, can we live off of your income? Why I really like dive into grand occasions full time and and then mine will be supplemental. And we were just ready to go. I had all the weddings lined up. And then, you know, it just was one heck of a year. And so uh, weddings did not happen like I thought they would. But the Lord led me to just something incredible and a huge pivot, which I think for entrepreneurs became like a four-letter word in 2020. But um, I embraced it and uh, started a virtual conference for women. And that came out of finding a conference myself to attend that I was so excited to go to and learn from all these like experts about business. And it was like for female entrepreneurs. And I went and it just like was not what I expected or wanted or needed. And I was so frustrated. Um, And so I thought, well, screw that. I'm going to create my own. So (laughs) I did. I launched a virtual uh, conference and it was incredible. Um, And then, I mean, we'll talk about this more later, but like an organic community of women Mm -hmm. um, just happened (laughs) from that conference. And that um, led me to starting a podcast and creating like a virtual community space for them. So I don't know. I think every entrepreneur has their own 2020 story and a lot of them are a pivot, uh, is a pivot story. I know yours is too. Yeah. yeah, That's a little bit about where I've come from. Amazing. So are you still doing weddings as well? Or have you fully shifted gears into your community space? What an exciting and like stressful question. Uh, (laughs) So as I'm sure you um, have too, like a lot of my 2020 weddings were postponed to 2021. So I have some incredible clients to serve this year. One of them being Monica, my previous like Uh, business owner. She's getting married this October with her her big wedding bash. So that's going to kind of be my final hurrah, Um, but like loosely, you know, because I think – if something comes along and it's, you know, all the pieces fall into place, like, sure, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll do it again. But I think after 2021, I will not be actively pursuing wedding clients. Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. And I love like your gentle confidence with that decision as well. Obviously I have done a little bit of a pivot into coaching, but I still plan on holding on to my wedding business for the foreseeable future. But I love how you're just feeling a sense of peace with this new season. And I love that you're ready to yeah, start walking away from the wedding industry that you've known for the last however many years and, and do something very new and exciting. I love that. Yeah, I love the that phrase gentle confidence. Is that mm. what you said? Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, just the that's good. That's the vibe I get from you. <laughs> I love that. I'll take that. I'll take that vibe. <laughs> well, I feel like there is so much to unpack, but do you want to share any key lessons that you've learned during your time in business, whether that's with your weddings or with this new business space? Anything that kind of comes to mind as you reflect on that journey? 
Absolutely. And I wrote them down. So I will try to, um, you know, keep keep my act together over here and not get too rabbit in the rabbit holes. But pull me out if that happens. <laughs> Feel free. Rain me back in. <laughs> um, I think the biggest, uh, I can't even say that. I learned so many freaking lessons this year. But um, one thing that I just like often want to do or help, I guess, rather, um, entrepreneurs, when I like hear them talking about something they're stuck in, I just want to like grab them by the shoulders with that gentle confidence and lightly shake them and say, done is better than perfect. And I think we hear this all the time, but it really truly clicked for me this year. And that, my gosh, I think redoing, um, Grand Occasions was my wedding planning, is my wedding planning company. Redoing Grand Occasions website took me almost a whole year. And I hired like a web designer and we were working on all the things and I had to make it absolutely perfect. Mm -hmm. And then Arise came along, which is my new um, virtual conference, virtual community brand. And I freaking turned around the Arise website in like two days with my like partner in crime, Rachel. Like we just like did the dang thing. And I just like realized like, oh my gosh, done is better than perfect. And and I'm the only one that's going to sit here and analyze over every single comma, every single picture, every single like page transition, like just get it done and yeah. step back, move on to the next thing and then like revisit as needed. But um, it's something I think that as entrepreneurs, like this is our baby, right? It's our business and we want it to be perfect, but I just see that get in the way of of so many women sometimes. Yeah, it's so, so true. And it's so funny because when I look at my coaching clients' websites where I'm reviewing anything they want feedback on, it's so easy for me to say to them, it's actually great, like just go for it. But then when it comes to our own businesses we have this sense of control over it like no 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 no. like I'm not ready this isn't ready this isn't perfect but so often I need to keep reminding myself girl you need to take your own advice like stop stressing yes you say done is better than perfect and it's it's such a strange concept that as creatives we're often we're not used to it so it can kind of feel like we're going against the grain when we're putting something out there that we know isn't 110% perfect but at the same time, it's we're ready. We're ready to to put it out there into the world. Absolutely. And dare I say, before we move on to the next thing, like I've realized, like waiting to get it perfect before you launch it or send it out into the world is also like costing you because mm-hmm. yeah. I just have like this perfect example in this um, like growth coach group that I'm a part of. One of the women last month was talking about like, oh, I was supposed to launch my website yesterday. And like, we were like, well, what's holding you back? And she's like, well, it's done. But I, there's just like this one picture on the services page that I'm just not sure. And I just wanted to scream like, publish it. <laughs> like, don't tell me that this one banner picture on this one page of your website is is holding you back from doing the dang thing because I'm like girl, no one's going to look at this picture and be like, oh, I'm actually not going to hire her because I don't love that picture yeah. that she put on her website. Like just get over it and get going because I think that hesitation can also be costing you potential clients. Mm, that's so powerful. It's such a important mindset shift, isn't it? 
Absolutely. That's amazing. Like waiting is costing you. That's really cool. Amazing. All right. What is next on your list when it comes to key lessons? (laughs) Yeah, I realize like I'm not going to be short-winded, so I'll just kind of go through them like a little bit quickly. But then if you want to dive into any of them, I know we could probably both do a deep dive. But another one, this is, this came out on Maya Rise Here podcast from an entrepreneur who I love. And she said, uh, she summed it up well. It's dig with a spoon until you can afford a shovel. And that literally just means like hustle with what you have until you can actually afford to upgrade it. So I'm like the perfect example right now. I swear to God, I am using these little headphones that I got free on an airplane. (laughs) And I'm like plugging them into my computer. I'm just like, I should really just like invest in some really nice, fancy, like pink or gold, like uh, noise canceling headphones. Yeah, or like the $250 AirPods or something. (laughs) And and I'm just like, no, I dig with a spoon until you can afford a shovel. Like, do I need it? No. Do these headphones work just fine? Do they have the right jack for my like old iMac? Mm -hmm. Yes. So just dig with a spoon until you can afford a shovel because maybe that purchase, like, can I afford it? Absolutely. Do I need it? Not really. And is that going to take away from like potential profit? For sure. Mm -hmm. So like, just keep digging with that spoon because no one knows like behind the scenes, you know, except that I just told you (laughs) what's going on. I totally understand. I'm sitting here. I think these earphones came with like my iPhone 4 maybe. I don't know. It was years ago. They have the old jack, as you say. They're like all (laughs) like sturdy now and gross, but hey, they do the job. The AirPods are on my wish list, one day wish list as well. But no, I love that with a spoon until you can afford a shovel. So good. (laughs) I love the visual of it too. Like just picturing someone digging with a spoon. And yeah, definitely a trap people fall into is overspending in their business. And right, uh, yeah, I think sometimes people lack wisdom with their with the investments they make. And not that I'm against investing at all, but it's about investing in the right things. Hey, so no, I love that. Um, the next one I wrote down was um, ask for help when you need it and hire help if you can afford it in that moment. And so, I mean, for me, I don't know if you have a similar story, but when it started out with weddings where I would just get to a point where I realized like, okay, this is a big wedding. There's The timeline is pretty extensive. Um, and then when I started doing like faux floral design, okay, I can't do this all by myself, right? And so I need help and I, you can ask your friends and like they love you and they'll support you in your business and they'll help you. But I think it's kind of to a point where how long can you do that until you need a professional, someone who's trained in floral design, someone who's done weddings before to come in and help you, even if it's just like a one-time contractor that you bring in mm-hmm. um, to help you with your branding or to help you with your, get your website up and going or whatever the case may be. I think as entrepreneurs, we want to take it all on ourselves Mm -hmm. and we absolutely can. I believe you can do it, but I think it's an evaluation of should you, is it healthy for you? And like, can you afford at this time to bring someone in to even better that Mm -hmm. service? that you're creating or performing. Yeah, I think often we have this belief that no one can do it like we do it or like no mm-hmm. one can design my website the way that I would because, you know, I understand my, my vision so much more or no one can design this bridal brocade like I would. So that means I have to do absolutely everything myself. But 
yeah, I think when we can ask ourselves the question, no, like how can I find someone who I can trust to do it even better than I can so that I can focus on the areas that I genuinely only can do? I think it's an important question to ask. So yeah, yes. I love that. And it yes. can feel scary hiring. Oh, so scary. And it's like you have to trust yourself. And and I think I just know that it'll relate to you. And in the area of, of like floral, mm-hmm. you can bring someone and you can train them to show them how you can get something done almost how you would do it. Or you're there alongside to help them. But mm-hmm. but you're not doing freaking all of it. And I'm like, that's who you just need to find is like bring people in. And it doesn't have to be full time. It doesn't have to be even like part time year round, but like when you need it. Yeah. And I think as you say, like starting with contractors is a way less scary option. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have as much of a responsibility to, to give someone hours of work every single week. So that's how I started. That's currently, um, you know, how I work with my wedding business. And I think it's, a, it's definitely a good option before you feel ready to, I guess, bring on someone a little bit more permanent. But no, I, I love that. And I know it's something a lot of people struggle with, but ultimately if we can remember the big picture and know that if we want to scale, I feel that there's only so far you can go if you're doing it all on your own. So absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, my gosh, we could talk about that forever, but mm-hmm. um, the next thing on my list and I'll just, end, I'll end my little list with this because I'm looking at the other things and I bet they'll come up in our further conversation anyway. But something I think this year that I just got like super pumped up about was um, when you start to like doubt yourself in business, maybe you're like starting something new or you're like turning the page to another season. Um, You're getting new clients, more exciting clients. Uh, You're, you're following a dream that you've had for forever and you start to like doubt yourself and your capabilities. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I think it's somehow like with women specifically, like we struggle to like be proud of what we've accomplished Mm -hmm. or we forget what we've like come so far in doing and everything that we've learned and um, done. And I just think it's like not in a prideful way, Mm -hmm. but to look back and and have pride um, over what you've done and stand on those accomplishments Mm -hmm. to like put your next foot forward and what you're about to do. Um, Because I often find like I'll get a little nervous about something or doubt myself about something and then I just have to take a minute and and look back and be like, okay, Sarah, like, but you did that Mm -hmm. and you've done that and this is like that or because you've done those things, you are prepared for this. And it's just Mm -hmm. like, a little pep talk and just like reminding yourself how far you've come. Yeah. I think it yeah. can be so powerful. Definitely. Yeah. Celebrating those wins and those accomplishments. And it's something that, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't always come naturally to people. We can feel like, yeah, we're being prideful or we're being just overconfident, but yeah, sometimes we do need to reflect on what we have accomplished and yeah, something I'm walking through um, one of my clients and, and almost coaching myself through as well when it comes to booking, like booking more of the clients that you want to work with. It's actually just looking back and saying, well, I've already booked that person before, so I know I can do it again. <laughs> um, yes. There's definitely power in reflecting on on what we've accomplished to to propel us forward. Yeah, you summed it up beautifully, just <laughs> like that. 
Okay, well, I know that faith has played a huge part in your business journey and you've kind of touched on that a little bit already, but I would love to to hear you speak into that a little bit more for any of our Christian listeners. We do have quite a few. Um, yeah, tell me a little bit about how faith has impacted your journey with business and, and what that looks like even today. Yes, absolutely. And like, like you said, I've touched on it already. I'm like, I can't not. So (laughs) it would be so hard if I had to like, try to censor it for any demographic. And you know, we don't want to offend anyone who maybe doesn't have that faith. But it is so um, such an interwoven part of like Mm -hmm. the arise story that if I'm going to talk about it, like I have to start there. um, And really say like, Honestly, the five years that I was in business with Grand Occasions, um, looking back, like it was all me. It was me hustling, pursuing this dream that I had. I think my intentions were good and um, probably like honorable that I wanted to serve, which like as Christ followers were called to do, to serve well, to love well, to be generous. And, you know, marriage is important, whether Mm -hmm. you love Jesus or not, it's a big deal. And so my desire to like honor, um, like brides and grooms on that day and make it as just peaceful and enjoyable and stress-free as possible. Like Mm -hmm. those were all good things, but my pursuit of creating this business, wanting to like grow it to be huge, hustling super hard. I look back and I just no beyond a shadow of a doubt like it was all me I I never like called out to the Lord um to work in it and through it and to direct it and to like be the CEO and allow me to like manage the details like none of that it was all Lord just like bless it like this is what I want and just come in and like make it happen and and all these things and my gosh I arise this year it's so different that I, it's just like, I look back through a whole new lens because truly like the conference, the Arise conference was born because while I was attending that other virtual conference, like I heard the Lord just say to me, like, well, why don't you just do one? And through this virtual conference, like while Zoom was up and running, I was like not taking notes on the session. I was like writing down all my dreams of like my own conference for Christian female entrepreneurs. Um, and I, I also say like part of my community, and we'll bring this up later, like we're also a little badass. So we're like edgy Jesus lovers. <laughs> but um, it, it's like it came from the Lord. And then every step after that, it was like, oh my gosh, Lord, like I've always had this desire to start a podcast. Like, if I do this, like you have to show me it's like of you and like lead me to women who could be my guests on it. And like having that just come to fruition in such a beautiful way. And all these women who are so aligned with Jesus and their business and like loving to tell their story. Um, And then like the community, my gosh, like when I started this, I had no, no idea that I would be creating a virtual community where people have like a monthly membership to be a part of. I don't even think I knew really that that was a thing, but it's just like it happened so organically that the Lord was like, okay, here's all these women and they're looking to you to organize them and lead them and learn how to do business with them. So let's figure that out together. And I think the biggest darn thing was every single time I felt like 
I came across a roadblock and I still come across them, right? Like trying to find um, guest speakers to come in, trying to figure out how to propel the community forward, how to serve these women well. When I feel like I come to the end of myself, um, instead of like calling out in desperation for the Lord to come in and bless it, Mm -hmm. I literally just say like, oh God, I forgot to bring you into this. So please come in, please take over please lead me. And I'm actually going to give it back over to you. I'm sorry. I took the driver's seat for a little while. That's led me down a path. I don't want to be like, as always, like, please come back and and let's do it together. (laughs) Just kidding. So, um, yeah, I think faith, it's just played a huge part in this last business pivot for me. And, um, you know, hindsight is 2020 and you wish you could go back and say, oh, I wish I could have told myself in 2014 when I started to like give it all to the Lord. But, you know, I wouldn't be here seeing that difference so profoundly if I had done that before. So Yeah, and I think, I mean, it's like with so many things in life, like I, I believe that the Lord does allow us to walk through certain seasons um, for us to experience that transformation and for us to experience and learn those lessons and I guess, to bring us back to our knees in surrender and be like, all right, God, like I have nothing. I have tried, but here, like have it all, take it all. Um, and I, yes. yeah, it's, it's often I, something that I come back to as well because, you know, our human nature takes over sometimes and, and we do tend to take the take the driver's seat. And yeah, it's it's a journey that sometimes we, we need to learn and relearn and relearn knowing that, okay, like I ultimately – aren't in control or I don't want to be in control your plans are better than mine and I give it all back to you knowing that your plans and your timing is is better than my own what a journey I know right <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's such a funny thing as Christians because we're always told you can be your own boss and um you know you're the CEO so hustle and and, and do things your way and you do you and we hear all of this advice and I think it it's not that it's bad advice I think it's well-intentioned but as believers we often need to take a bit of a step back and and realize that like in a sense like by by the world's terms we are our own boss but but we know that like ultimately God is our boss and, and we we serve him and and our businesses belong to him and it's something that yeah we often do need to come back to <laughs> Yeah. And I think too, like to receive the blessing he has for you in the business, you're going to find that so profoundly by putting him back in it and, and letting him lead it. It's when I'm not stressed and trusting and letting him lead me that incredible things happen in my business. And then I look back and I'm like, well, my gosh, Lord, you're so good. Like, I have no choice but to give the glory to him, right? Because I'm like, well, you just basically led me here and it's brilliant. So thank you. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Let's do it again. (laughs) Yeah. And so often I look back and I look at those moments where I did, quote unquote, come back to God in in the sense that I was like, all right, God, I've tried doing this on my own for the last however many months. I'm sorry that I've forgotten to you know, CQ in these decisions, but Lord, it is yours. Like, please guide me and show me the way. Like often he, he does bless that and, you know, fruit comes out of, out of that surrender. And not that we are believers in order to receive his blessing, but 
but often he does, I guess, bless that obedience. And, and I, I guess it just comes down to the fact that he knows what he's doing and yeah. um, his plans are better than ours. And I think it's, it's really wonderful being able to press into that. So, yes. Okay. So other faith things that I would ever, that I would want to mention, I have a couple and they go up with the biggest lessons. So see, I knew we were going to circle back around to them. One of the things is giving credit where credit is due. And I think for me, like I will always say, I started my wedding business with Monica. She's like one of my dearest friends and I could not have done it without her. And um, Ellie, another dear friend came along and was with us for so much of that journey. And like, I'll always give them credit in that because they were such a part of creating grand occasions. Mm -hmm. Um, I think with the Lord too, it's like what we just talked about. Um, turning back and be able, being able to give credit to the Lord and to take pride in what you've accomplished with him mm-hmm. um, and to be able to like tell people that like God is so good that he led me here and he is sustaining my business and he's leading me. Um, I think that it's just, it's easy to, as the hustlers that female entrepreneurs mm-hmm. are, to just to be like running our own race and yeah. and having it kind of all be about me. Um, and so just to give credit where credit is due in in every single aspect. Yeah. No, I love that. And it's simple, but I think it's a powerful it's a powerful thing. Even just simple things like, you know, mentioning it on your social media or, you know, yeah, talking about it on your stories or just sharing about it with your friends. I think it's it's a heart shift that happens when we get into the the practice, I guess, and that the habit of of yeah, as you say, giving credit where it's due and and praising God for what He's done through us and through our businesses. Um, I think that's really beautiful. Yeah, exactly. Amazing. Okay, well, you've had an incredible pivot with your business, as we've talked about. And I would love to hear if you have any advice for a woman who is listening right now and feels like she might be called into something different, something that may feel a little scary, very different to what they're doing now. What is your advice to that woman who is listening now and feeling like, yeah, just a little bit lost with with what's next if they feel like they are being called into a new season, but are feeling really stuck? Yeah, absolutely. I like know of some women in my life who are there right now. And my biggest thing I want to tell them in gentle confidence is like, just freaking go for it. Just start anywhere, begin anywhere, step out in faith and do something. Because to me, if you feel like you're being called to something different, if you have a wrestling in your heart, if you have a dream of something that feels like hasn't come to fruition, to me, it's like, the Lord is um, stirring that inside of you mm-hmm. and creating this like desire and unrest and anticipation inside of you to step out in faith and follow him. And I think a lot of times we get scared because it just doesn't seem super clear. It's like, well, I don't have an exact direction or I don't exactly know what he's calling me to do. Um, but you probably have like a general idea. You just don't have. Here's step one step, two step, three, you know, and I think the biggest thing he calls us to do is just to start and, um, and leave the details up to him. And, and truly like in my story. So the first thing I had a stirring inside of me, like I was restless and he called me to start this virtual conference and I took that step and I followed him. And then like 
he gave such clear direction for every step after that. And not to say that I didn't go down my little like bunny trails myself and try like other spinoffs of my own thing, but he very clearly like let those um, like not come to fruition or not see the like the opportunity in them and redirected me to what he had. So my biggest thing, it's, it's just like that idea before of like done is better than perfect. And like starting is better than just, um, continuously waiting in anticipation for something. Like if God's calling you to it, just like get that big toe and dip it in the water and, and just step in. Yeah. My business coach, told me once I don't know if she heard it from someone else but she said the best way to launch is to launch Mm because I was overthinking a launch and I was overthinking you know but how do I um, strategize the the runway and and all this stuff and I was I was just feeling really stuck and not that not that you shouldn't be strategic in your decisions but I I was allowing that to um, to stop me from from moving forward into launching this new thing and she just said Sarah the best way to launch right now is to just launch. And that, that always stuck with me. So, yes. And I think I thought of this as you were speaking as well, but something that I've said to one of my coaching clients who was wanting to, to experiment with a different service and potentially launch something that was relatively in line with, with what she does, but um, was was a very different customer. And I said, just just work with someone who does that. Even if you just work with like one person for free, just start and just see what you think and, and go from there. I think often we allow the unknown to stop us, you know, if we haven't done something before um, or if someone is wanting to step into coaching but doesn't feel qualified. I think the best way to, to start, and this is how I started, was to just simply start coaching people, like just start working with someone, even if that does go unpaid for your first client. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. It just is about doing the thing, as you say. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, everyone has to start somewhere. And I think yeah. everyone starts with doing something um, for free or for less than what they should or could yeah. be charging yeah. because you have to just start. And I love what you said too about um, that client of yours that, you know, just try it and just see what you think. And um, it's something else I wrote down and actually like bolded because mm-hmm. I was like, dang, that's good. I, I don't even remember learning this, but here it is typing from my fingers. Um, start it small, but dream it big. Mm-hmm. And I think so often we're like, oh, I'm going to start this thing and it's going to be huge. And I have to like launch, do this huge launch and lead up to it or whatever. But like, no, like you can start it small, learn what you're doing, get yourself in order. And then when you're ready and prepared and the Lord has led you to make it big, um, you know, rebrand and, and, you know, do the huge launch and whatever, but, um, definitely start it small, but dream it big. Yeah, that's so powerful. I just wrote that down as well. I hope I didn't steal that from someone. I'm like, that's yeah. good. Did someone else actually write that's that? And I like, <laughs> copied it. I don't know. Yeah, no, I love that. That's really powerful. Yeah, because often we, yeah, we do feel like when we launch something that it needs to be as good as it should be as if we were three, five, ten years down the line. But, you know, as you say, we just need to start it small like start from wherever we are. And if we dream it big, we can, we can aim for that and we can pursue that, but it doesn't necessarily mean we need to, to be there from day one, because that's, 
virtually impossible to do yep. that. Exactly. Oh, so good. We've covered so much good stuff today. I love this conversation. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, a question that I always ask as part of the podcast, and you kind of touched on this at the start of the conversation, but is there a time that comes to mind when you reflect on your journey that you decided to take imperfect action and how did this pay off? What did this look like? Yeah, absolutely. I think, gosh, it's just going to, I mean, the whole arise story and how it came to be in 2020 it's just one imperfect action in front of the other and I think like the Lord still making it good and it's so important to remember like my clients my members my like followers are not expecting perfection Mm -hmm. and I think perfection's so boring um, <laughs> I like have this, um, I just remembered when I like just launched my personal website, yeah. uh, like three or four weeks ago, it was like right before Christmas. And, um, I, <laughs> I like finally had it done, sent out the email to my email list, like posted on Instagram, like you guys, it's, it's finally here. Like go check it out. Mm-hmm. And I like, um, kind of jokingly said, like, let me know if you see any edits or anything. <laughs> and like, seriously, like within five minutes of, um, I'm going to get the giggles telling this because it made me laugh so hard. Within five minutes of like launching it, I had um, my husband come knock on the door of my room and one of my like previous bosses slash friends text me like, hey, there's a... um." typo on the homepage (laughs) on the banner of the homepage and um like my top banner says um like pursuing health while loving my curves or something like that pursuing health while loving Jesus and my curves I don't know but I had spelled pursuing wrong and it just said pursing (laughs) (laughs) oh it still makes me laugh so hard I was crying I was laughing and I I um I like hopped right on Instagram stories and I was like you guys look at what I did (laughs) I love that though. I love that you can laugh about that. Oh, it was so funny. I feel like so many people would be like humiliated by that (laughs) and would change it straight away and pretend it never happened. But no, I think just own it. Like guys, we're human. (laughs) It happens. No. And I think like the old Sarah would have like, I would have been like devastated. I would have melted Mm -hmm. down. I would have been so pissed at myself that I missed a giant typo on the front page but like this version um where you know you like done is better than perfect it's like you almost expect like you're gonna miss something it's not gonna be the end of the world and what it ended up being was I like shared it on Instagram and like was literally laughing all night with people like sliding into my dms being like lol this is so funny (laughs) (laughs) so I know people aren't looking for perfection like perfection's not relatable like so just put like one imperfect foot in front of the other and and go for it amazing all right well I've got a few rapid fire questions for you just a few fun questions so people can get to know you more um but would love to know if you have a favorite book or a podcast that you might be listening to at the moment. Oh, that's good. Um, books are tough because I listen to those also. I'm a big like audiobook person. Yeah. 
Um, but I, I freaking love podcasts and I go between like, I'll listen to criminal and my favorite murder and like all the true crimey stuff. Um, but then I'll like dial it back and dive into, um, different business podcasts and, um, I've gone down like the Jenna Kutcher podcast and I've loved listening to your podcast. Um, yeah, I think what, since becoming a podcaster, I'm, I've become more interested in even like, um, like not to call us small fish, but like, we're not the Jenna Kutchers of the the podcast scene, you know? So I'm like so interested by, um, just women who are pursuing business and helping other women do the same. And I think it's cool being able to listen to, as you say, the, the smaller fish in the sea mm-hmm. um, because it's a little bit more relatable. I like, I love the content that people like Jenna Kutcher and Amy Porterfield release. It's, you know, it's such golden content, but a lot of it I can't completely relate to because I'm not running a multi-million dollar business. Um, right. You know, often it, it is the the smaller fish who are just a few steps ahead of us that we can look to. And, and you know, if they're providing really tangible advice um, that can be really beneficial for, for you. So no, I, I think that's cool. Just two more questions. What are three things that are bringing you joy at the moment. I always love hearing this. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, truthfulness here, I'm enjoying a glass of wine right now and that is bringing me a lot of joy. (laughs) Uh, It always does. And then um, we rescued a two-year-old pit bull mix um, dog right around March of this year. And Mm -hmm. We're just like in the deep dive of like training him and loving on him so hard. And yeah, we're obsessed with our dog. So he brings me a lot of joy. (laughs) He wakes me up every morning. And then what's bringing me joy? You know, this is like so dumb, but we have, um, (laughs) I'm going to talk about food. There's this like cauliflower crust pizza we get. I don't know if you guys have Costco in Australia, it's not a huge thing but yeah there's one about yeah 30 minutes okay so uh Costco here has these cauliflower crust pizzas and we just like love them and we love to like put that in the oven and I'll drink some wine and watch some Star Wars and it brings me a lot of joy (laughs) (laughs) okay and then I love this question is there a favorite business tool or resource that you are loving that you think our listeners might benefit from okay so um, the first one that came to mind is the newest one that I've discovered. It's Calendly and mm-hmm. I really struggle to say it, but it's just, yeah. it's a scheduler and I use it yeah. for, um, guests for my podcast and it's literally automated the whole system mm-hmm. in right. such a profound yeah. way that I just feel so free. <laughs> yeah. So that's been great. Yeah. Calendly is great. I use the same thing at the moment as well. Um, yeah, so good. I love that you can have like the questions when people schedule their interview and it's all just in the one place. Oh, yeah. Um, and then when they're done filling out the questions or whatever, or when they're done reading through everything, you can decide when they submit it what website they go to next. And so then I just like lead them to the next form to fill out or whatever. And I just am like, it's one of those things that once I implemented it and like used it for the first time, I was like, oh my gosh, how have I been doing this any other way? Yeah. <laughs> it's just so easy. Yeah, it's so true. And yeah, for anyone who's listening who does even just consultations with clients, 
Um, Calendly is great because you don't need to email back and forth. Like, when are you free? What days are you free? What times are you free? Oh, I can't do this time. Can you do half an hour later? You can just go into Calendly, um, select your availability and just send that link to your client. Be like, hey, choose a time that suits you. It's so much easier. Yeah, <laughs> so, no, that's great. Don't realize how much time you waste just going back and forth with people about availability. Like just send the link and say, perfect, find a day and time that works for you. Yeah. And it sends the reminders as well, which I find great. Yes. Um, I think you can select when it sends. I think I send one like 24 hours and then one hour before as well. So there's less chance of them forgetting. So you don't need to manually email them and be like, hey, like just confirming our appointment unless you want to. I often do that as well, but I find that really handy as well. Yes, absolutely. Okay. Well, to wrap us up, you are offering a free month trial to your Arise community, which is an amazing offer. So can you tell us a little bit more about your community and what's included in it and obviously um, how people can find you and connect with you as well? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So I alluded to this before, but the Arise community is for badass, Jesus-loving female entrepreneurs who are true hustlers and want to grow their business with a bunch of other women who are doing the exact same thing. So we just have like incredible women who are um, makers or creatives or they provide a service or some of them are brick and mortar. I mean, we just have all across the board, but the commonality is women who love Jesus who run a business. That's like what we all have in common. So together we have like a monthly rhythm, one hour each week we get together virtually and Um, The first week is for happy power hours, and that's when we uh, hop on with uh, a little glass of wine or something special in your hand, and we talk about things that we've accomplished in the last month, and we toast virtually to those accomplishments, and then we um, talk about our biggest goals for the next month. And then the second week is a coffee innovation hour, so that's when you come with like your latte in hand and Anything that you're working on in your business that is like new, that you have questions about, that you don't understand, that you might want to start trying, and you kind of present it to the group and say, hey, has anyone done this? Can you guys help me brainstorm? Or I want to launch something. I'd love your guys' feedback. And it's just like really our time to dig in and help each other with like those goals that we've set the previous week. And then the third week is our Sabbath hour, and we just um, spend some time in acoustic worship together and a time in prayer and really kind of like center our businesses and ourselves back to Jesus and to putting him in the driver's seat and um, praying for just success and blessing over each other, which is like so powerful. And then the fourth week, which is something you're going to participate in next month, um, we have a guest webinar. And so I'm just like always on the hunt for badass women who love Jesus and are like making things happen in their business that I think could have something like profound to contribute to the community. And sometimes... I come across them. Like I came across you on Instagram and was like, oh my gosh, Sarah's amazing. She needs to come and like speak to my community. Um, but sometimes it's like, oh, everyone in our community is like really stressed out about tax season. And I need to find like a woman who is a tax consultant to come in to answer a bunch of questions for us. And so it's just like a space where you can really feel that sense of community that I think 
you know, not to bring up Corona in 2020. And I, you know, physically we haven't been around those people and maybe we haven't physically gone to like networking events or happy hours, um, as much as we would want. And so it's like giving that sense of community that's so convenient and, um, predictable and, uh, yeah, just refreshing and encouraging. So that's what we're all about. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. And I can't think of any, any other memberships that are like similar to that. So how cool. Yeah, it's really amazing. And like you said, we're doing um, for the month of January and, you know, not sure when everyone's going to be listening to this, but we're open for new members the month of January. Then we are closing it again. And then I just kind of wait until we are ready for new members or, you know, I just kind of give that to the Lord, like, tell me when to open it and yeah. and I'll open it for some women who are ready. Um, but I'm going to give Sarah the link to get on the waiting list um, for the community. So if you look at that in the show notes, uh, I think we talked about putting it there. Um, Then you can just put your email address in there and I will make sure you can come on in if you don't make it in this month. Yeah, amazing. That sounds so good. How exciting. Oh yeah, what a year for you. I loved hearing your journey with business and and the big shift that you've done and, and what you're providing for yeah, Christian female entrepreneurs. It's super exciting. And I've loved chatting with you. I feel like we could keep chatting about so many things, but feel that you've shared some really beautiful and powerful lessons that you've learned throughout your business journey. And I know it's going to be an encouragement for people listening. So thank you so much for your time and coming on the show. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute delight chatting. I can't wait to chat more. And I mean, just right back at you with everything that you're doing. I know you have an incredible uh, floral business that you've started, and I know that you are truly impacting so many women with your coaching and beyond. So thanks so much for having me. Thanks, Sarah. Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss future episodes. And while you're at it, if you'd like to leave a five-star rating on iTunes, I would be so grateful. This lets me know what kind of content you're loving so that I can keep creating valuable content for you in the future. It also helps this podcast to find its way to the ears of other creatives just like you. You can check out the show notes for links to everything that was mentioned in this episode or head to my website www.saraluthi.com for more information and some cheeky freebies. Thanks again for being here, friend. I am so grateful for you and I'm cheering you on as you imperfectly pursue your purpose.